Welcome to Behind the Owl Podcast, where we're just two wedding professionals sharing a no bullshit approach to what goes on behind the scenes in the wedding industry. My name is Katie, and I am a wedding planner. And I'm Sarah. I'm a wedding photographer. Happy freaking winter. Happy 12 degrees. My God. I think it was seven last night, which is disgusting. Unnecessary. Absolutely disgusting. I mean, I understand that, like, with the cold weather, we get, like, the beautiful snow and whatnot. So, if y'all are local to our area, hopefully you enjoyed your snow day. Mm. I could do without. Yeah, same. We got out of the house. We co-worked. That was nice. Yeah. What are we chatting about today? Mm. Accountability. And and professionalism. Dude, it's, like, one of my favorite topics um, to talk about because... I also feel like this is connected to another podcast episode that we're going to do a little bit later um, in regards to our industry just not being regulated. Yeah. So, um, but there is this lack, I'm sure obviously since we're talking about it, you've seen it too, but there's just this lack of, I don't, there is a lack of professionalism and accountability to some degree. Do I think that our industry, um, suffers from it greatly (laughs) is it an epidemic within the industry no i think that's a dramatic like term necessarily but i just have found that there are some consistencies uh, or inconsistencies or yeah well (laughs) consistencies in that type of unprofessional behavior but yeah yeah, the inconsistent yeah the inconsistency to like to have the professional behavior or whatever but um i think a lot of it too i feel like i see it in, in various different uh, areas, one of them being style shoots, which I know we're going to talk about our recent encounter that we had. Yeah. Um, networking events, like one-on-one meetings, things like that too. Essentially just not following through on the commitments that mm-hmm. people make yep. um, to that extent. I feel like I always have to say like a disclaimer every single <laughs> fucking episode. And so like one of the disclaimers is like, surely life happens a hundred percent. Um, I think there are just, I feel like there are certain people that there's just, God, this is going to sound real fucking shitty that there's always something happening. And so then that's why they can't follow through on their commitment. Or I think some of it might be excuse too, because yeah, as an introvert, I make future promises that I don't necessarily want to follow through on. I push through that because like I I should be accountable for the things that I agree to do but right I've found myself wanting to make excuses for situations where I just don't want to do it that day yeah like I make that promise and I'm like I wake up and I'm like I really don't want to actually do this Mm -hmm. um but then I end up doing it and it's fine so I think some of it that whole something happens every time I think also might I mean maybe that maybe something is happening every time you never know yeah but it might also be a form of an out yeah you're just blaming something every time i find that happens a lot with children yeah (laughs) just trying to find like an excuse i think although i don't have kids so i can't really say much about that but yeah um i uh, you know in those instances too like when it comes to if like you're not going to follow through on a kind of commitment I like I would much rather prefer the honesty than mm-hmm. just making up something random where I'm kind of like okay I I know this is not the truth just tell me like I don't know like I have had many instances like like where my inner circle has like said to me 
um if maybe we had like a one-on-one meeting or a lunch or i don't know like a co-working date or something like that like i have had people come to me obviously those aren't like near and dear to me they're like my anxiety is like off the chain like i can't i just need to like be at home and relax or something do you know what i mean instead of being like hey i just i don't know do you know what i mean yeah i feel like if that if we are more upfront with people and or maybe it maybe has nothing to do with anxiety there's been many a time too where like i burnt the midnight oil like several days in a row and then maybe i had a lunch and then i just checked in with that person as early as possible not saying like an hour before 30 minutes before you're supposed to meet someone that shit pisses me off Mm -hmm. don't do that um but at least like a day or two like before would be preferable but like i know like if i've burnt like the midnight oil and i'm just not i'm I'm not going to be able to like be all energy and like be able to commit it or whatever then sending a quick text message or whatever preferred like communication that like me and that person have had saying Hey, I've been working really long hours. I really need to take this day to like rejuvenate. I'm not going to be the person like that I want to be like at our lunch. Is there a way that we can, um, you know, reschedule if that's okay with you? And then from there, I feel like with rescheduling, then you also, if you're the person who's rescheduling, then you have to take kind of like the weight of, Hey, I'll come to like, depending on like where it is, I will come to you then kind of as like a. You know, like when you take like flowers or a, a bottle of wine to like someone's house, like because they're yeah. hosting or whatever. That's kind of how I feel about that. Sure. That makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just um, don't see this. Like, yeah. What is going on? I um, I had a thought and then I lost it. Fuck. Oh, well, damn. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I had a thought. It was there. Uh, But yeah, I totally, I see this. I see this a lot happening um, with new people wanting to meet mm-hmm. not new people um too and they get scary i think honesty overall is just a scary thing to people yeah. where they think that i'm gonna make up an excuse that sounds more urgent than i'm just not feeling it whereas then when we are rolling into the lie or like the excuse that they're making it kind of just doesn't make sense but they always think like, hey, I'm going to come up with this excuse that sounds a little bit more urgent, something that like I can't get out of. So then they don't feel like I'm jipping them of this experience or like totally bailing on them for no reason. Yeah. Um, I think honesty is just a scary thing. And I've kind of vowed like not vowed, but I've like told myself that I'm going to try and be more honest and less like sugar Cody with people yeah um because I just find that like if I'm gonna one if I want to say something I'm gonna say it like, mm-hmm. like I just don't I just don't feel like there's room anymore for a sugar coating experience like yeah it just doesn't it never ends well yeah if that makes sense like there's never really an ending to well, it because like, then you have to kind of keep up with that facade right, right. over time and like how exhausting is that right so that said we had an experience with a styled shoot recently mm. um which is kind of what sparked this and i've it's not the first time i've seen stuff like this happen with free commitments and um commitments that i wouldn't say don't have strings but you're not 
what's the word I'm looking for? Not entitled to be there. Is that what I'm looking for? Like there's no strings attached to it. Like it's not a paid gig. It's not, it's just something that you've kind of committed to and don't necessarily. There's like no repercussions of like nothing right, really happens. Right. You're, You're just, just a shitty person. Yeah. <laughs> so I find this happens a lot with that type of commitment. Like uh, people put out model calls and then those models flake on you which Mm -hmm. we'll get into but like in general like not just this specific style shoot that we're talking about like I've seen and I've had numerous times where I've put out model calls and like hey I really want to do such and such for a free shoot anyone interested people commit to it and then they fail because there's no there's no reason that they they didn't pay for it so they're just like I sorry this happened can't do it and they're like telling me at the last second you're like well shit that's why like like the term or like the phrase of like nobody values free right that's where it comes from so like you know it kind of makes me think about it's all they talk about that also like in a marketing strategy like whenever you're discounting something or like you're offering something for free you cannot you cannot expect people to value it the same way as if they paid paid for something which is what's really shitty because i'm giving this to you yeah with like taking my time mm-hmm. and my experience and my money and whatever I'm putting into this for free yeah so that I can not I'm not I'm doing it for myself mainly but like I'm also allowing you to have these free photos like yep. that's when I feel like the accountability should be like tenfold uh, and to add on to that too especially I think because what I'm about to say is um, conducive to like our specific situation, but I think it also can be applied to broader different situations as well. It's like, especially if someone or a group of people or whatever have you, or like whatever the case may be, if you are well aware of the work that's already been gone into it, you've been communicated that you've been communicated like details of like location or time or what the expectations are. It's like, Again, even if you didn't all know, like you didn't know that information and you still like, and then you end up backing out, that's still shitty. But to me, I feel like even like the, it's even more it's shittier <laughs> if like, you know, all of the back end work that went into it and then you still made the conscious effort to be like, I think we need to back up no. and explain. Um, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, because yes. Uh, so with this styled shoot, we will not get into specifics, but we had this styled shoot planned for about a month, reached out to a couple of people, got some models to model for us. The model had a friend who was also a professional model, mm-hmm. um, which I don't love working with professional models for this reason, but... Um, the friend the 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 model that we had is in the industry so we were relying on them to you know be accountable and they said that they were going to do what they were going to do and bring this model along and um we gave them the location the time the day the amount of time we would need them for we gave them everything up front yeah and they had all the information they needed minus in a physical address we but we gave them the full location like the actual location all you had to do was gps it um like literally city and state and they were well aware of it yeah and um the day before we well leading up to this we had not heard much from 
these people. We did not have contact with the model friend. Mm-hmm. Um, we only had contact with uh, the model that was in the industry. And um, we did not hear much from them leading up to it. Um, but we did have confirmation a couple of times within what two weeks yeah definitely two weeks the week of we all have we had confirmation from them Mm -hmm. um the day before this person decided that um oh the day before we gave out not the day before it was a couple days before i guess we gave out the actual address no it i'll be honest it was like the the day before where we had like i had made a whole like informational like communicative thing and i said to confirm everything because we had like confirmed all these different logistics like in different in in different days mm-hmm. and now I was just going to do it in one fell swoop of like kind of like an invitation of like when where time yeah. this is what's happening like this is the goal and all that kind of stuff um I had done that yeah it was the day before just kind of like an all-encompassing of like here's a summary of everything we're all good to go this is great but it's not like we didn't give all the information prior to. No, it was all. just in, it was sporadically in different yeah. ways of like here's but this is going to happen. Here's like what we're doing for like the tablescape. Like it was yeah. just a collection of different things over time. And then the night before or the, not the night before, but the day before, that's when I had like sent out the message of like here is everything that we have all talked about. Right. Just I mean, none of this is new information to you. Yeah. The only new information was the address. The direct address. Yeah. Correct. Because um, it was a... Um, uh, it was an Airbnb. Yeah. It was a private... Yeah. It was a private... It wasn't like we were going to like an actual like wedding venue or something. Correct. Yeah. So the information was given and then uh, we heard crickets. Yeah. Some crickets. Some more crickets. Some more crickets. Wanted to confirm more crickets mind you time of day too i did this like mid morning yeah it was early Mm -hmm. um so we were getting a little nervous and then we what was it like midday yeah midday they told us that midday going into like already like evening time right they told us that the model friend had a paid gig that was offered to them but the model in the industry convinced them not to take the paid gig but then asked us if we could compensate for drive for for travel mind you we had already asked like this person who was like committing themselves and their friend to this we had already asked them is there any kind of compensation that you're looking for literally anything did we? Yes. Why did we ask that? Because we wanted to make sure that this wasn't going to happen. Oh. That, that this wasn't going to be used as an excuse. Well, I don't remember that. Later, but way in the beginning. Way in the beginning. Well, hey, that's interesting. Do, do you need any kind of comp- <laughs> compensation of any kind so that we are all made well? Because it was you and I and then another person who were kind of like three way, like going into this like together. Mm-hmm. And so we were all going to split the oh, split. Not yet. Yeah. Split the cost all together. And that's another, like, that's why we were like, okay, are you looking for any kind of compensation? Well, also, when we hear professional model, we automatically think they want compensation. Yeah. So, because typically we kind of wanted do. to, we probably were going to nip it in the butt if we 
if they wanted compensation because this was just this whole the, okay so this whole project was just literally for funsies which yeah. i know like most style shoots are like some people are like well does style shoots are for funsies Mo I, no I, style shoots they can be for funsies if you really want to however most of the time style shoots are for like you're trying to do something that maybe you don't have your in your portfolio yet yeah maybe you want to work with a particular person or location this project literally was just for fun it was literally just for it fun. it was an end of the year we're gonna i had some like potential like rental allotment that i had yeah. to like <laughs> we blow were, through yeah we were just gonna <laughs> throw some creative juices like literally everything yeah. that was left in our brain from the whole year <laughs> we were just putting out and then like data dumping it all like that data was it that was it that was all <laughs> we were giving it our all and then we were capping out um so yeah it was all just for fun so we were trying not to spend a ton of money this wasn't for anything in particular where we felt the need to spend money on um so if this person wanted to be compensated we most likely were going to be like hey we'll find somebody that doesn't want to be compensated thank you but no thank you yeah which is fine yeah. um and it's also fine if you want to hire real models because i've been in situations where we've hired real models mm -hmm. um it just depends on what you're looking for. That instance, we were not looking for a professional model. We were just looking for somebody to stand in front of the camera. Yep. And um, so fast forward, um, we got, we were told that this person wanted us to compensate them for travel. Um, unbeknownst to us, this person was coming from two hours away Yeah. from where the Airbnb was. Um we did not know that we had we had no no recollection of that whatsoever we were not told that so we agreed because we literally had less than 24 hours yeah. less to, than 12 less than yeah 12 hours to make that decision like we could not find anyone else so we agreed we would compensate them for travel mm -hmm. we didn't really have a choice honestly um so after we agreed that we would compensate them for travel uh we heard crickets again there was nothing until later that night i think it really started happening around like i remember like you and seven. us being on, you and i being on the phone around like seven or eight it started at seven and then the ball like the bomb exploded at 8 30 yeah um and the next thing that we heard was that the this person wanted to be back the next thing we heard like two hours later mm -hmm. was now on top of wanting to be compensated for travel this person needed to be back two hours away in maryland mm -hmm. by 5 p.m when our shooting time was commencing from 10 to 3 yeah or 10 to 4 or something like that but this person needed to be back by 5 to meet somebody mm -hmm. well that wasn't going to happen so they wanted us to end the shoot two hours earlier so that they could leave and have time to meet said person that are just like they're like can we like modify like the timeline can we right. start earlier and it's yeah like, no because we had we had already scheduled ourselves as well yeah of like i need to go pick up like this last minute rental because the rental place was on the way like mm -hmm. to the airbnb like we all of the entire time like every single minute from like the moment we our eyeballs were open right it was literally timed and scheduled and it's not like we were starting at like one like no. we were starting at 10 a.m and having to set up again then at uh no we, we were setting up at what 9 30 
hair and makeup was going to start at 10 something we're gonna like that start shooting around like 11, 11 12 something, or something like, that. like that yeah because again we do this during the winter season and the sun does not stay in the sky for a right. long time so <laughs> and we are also an hour and some change away mm-hmm. so it, we all we had we, it was a lot and um so they wanted us to start earlier and we said no sorry we can't do that everything's been accounted for as far as timing is concerned granted if this would have been given to us you know two weeks ago we can totally have worked we could have worked around it it wasn't gonna work out at all yeah so this was at 8 p.m the night before and then um the the model in the industry said okay well i'm gonna see i'm gonna tell her this person that you know we can't do this um and then they're gonna try and get out of it or whatever Mm mm-hmm get out of meeting the the person in Mm -hmm. in maryland um and we said okay well let us know what happens crickets 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 literally nothing heard nothing for the rest of the night for the rest of the night done nothing it was it was we even followed up with like hey so if this person backs out because that's where i knew this was going if this person backs out what's our next option and he they said nothing i keep fucking up but they said nothing and um until like 7 30 in the morning the next morning they text us oh they're not feeling well yeah now bro now this model professional model is not feeling well and will no longer be coming okay we kind of already assumed that was happening that they were like they were some way some way or how trying to fish like give some sort of reason as they're trying to get out of it yeah we knew (laughs) we had come to the conclusion the night before that this person was going to get out of it Mm -hmm. and so they confirmed that this that morning saying that they were sick now um now we've had three different accounts of three different reasons (laughs) why this person will not be making it or finding some way to not make it Mm -hmm. Knowing this now, we like they we should have just they wanted us to say, don't worry about it at the very beginning. That's why. But then then we say, okay, well, will you still model for us? Because we can do this with one person. Yep. Crickets have not heard anything since. Literally that person to this day, to this very, very day, very day, has not said anything, hasn't acknowledged nothing, nothing has ghosted us yep um and we've already we've reached out and still have ghosted us um so oh and for those of you who are like maybe something happened to them no 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 no. (laughs) they're alive and well they're fine we we (laughs) know very firsthand that they are okay yeah um and they were okay the next day um based off of (laughs) things that we saw on the internet um so um that said that really shitty situation could have been resolved by just telling us from the very beginning yeah that they don't want to do this shoot yep because it's too far away or honestly instead of just dragging it out the whole day before hey like the person that i thought it was going to be able to do this with me is no longer interested in doing it um and if they're not going to do it you know i i'm just i'm not going to do it either okay thanks so much for letting us know yeah type situation i still would have been 
irritated, but it's better than like dragging it out. And then at 830 p.m. being like, what the hell? Yeah. Mind you, too, what really, really drives me crazy more than anything else is and the end at the end of the day for this shoot we obviously ended up not having any models because actually we did try to kind of figure out in different our different networks of like who potentially could be a person who could do this like on a last minute whim but it was 7 30 in the freaking morning like yeah. how was this so we did exhaust all of our options after that so we ended up having a really beautiful shoot um it was more like product photography at that point i mean yeah. we did hire we we had ourselves a good time it was still really good um it was you know we had a great time and whatnot um what killed me more than anything else though is like especially like for our hair and makeup artist friend too homegirl literally moved her entire schedule around yeah. to be a part of this shoot the entire the entire thing yeah it like moved her entire day like obviously it declined any other kind of potential like gigs or any of that type of thing too all because they had committed themselves to obviously like our shoot. Yeah. Thousands of dollars worth of product hours and minutes and seconds into like planning the entire thing, like all of that type of stuff too. So yeah, it's just really unfortunate that it went down like that. And we, and I know that we are not alone like this, like our story, unfortunately, this is a common occurrence. Yeah. And, um, I think if, if anything, if you commit to something and you don't have all of the information that you need up front, one, ask. Yeah. Ask for addresses if that is the make or break because we gave the location, city and state, obviously, mm -hmm. um, that is Googleable. It's not like it was a very broad location it was a specific location well, this person knew exactly where this yeah. location was right. oh yeah like they have you know ties and all that kind of yeah. stuff to it too so, so if you like if you didn't check the address beforehand that's on you mm -hmm. um but own up to it and be honest about it because this whole running us through the gamut of excuses it just it really puts a bad taste in your mouth and you burn bridges and this way. And you burn bridges and you burn relationships and people lose respect for for people that then, do that. If you are going to be a person then too that like again, this is going to be <clears throat> a pattern of behavior that is going to become your reputation then on top of that. Where yeah. like if you potentially, again, if it's like a one-off situation and like something happened and you've got to, you have to bow out on something. I don't, I, what I don't understand is someone bowing out of a commitment of any kind. Again, a style shoot, maybe you RSVP'd for like a networking event and then you don't even attend anymore with that, with no notice or like, you know, contacting the host of any kind. You backing out on one-on-one -on -one meetings, whether it's co-working, whether it's an actual work meeting, whether it's a like a lunch or of some kind or whatever have you like if if you are bowing out of something you need to make you need to make it an effort just make an effort and to fix the fi to fix it yeah to fix it I, like literally anything like a, a like a really nice text message or like an email or something along those lines depending on the big thing or whatever i'll be quite honest like i um 
I had to miss out like on a networking event that I had RSVP'd for and I had to bow out last minute for it. But I sent the host flowers and saying like, you know, congratulations on this new business venture for you. I'm really sorry that I wasn't able to make it. And I'm not saying this to like to boast about myself. That's not it or whatever. It's just, it's the professionalism of like, you've literally, you can't just take, 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 and then expect other people within the industry to give back to you. Right. And I mean, if you want to do it, if you want to look at it in a selfish way too, by doing that, you're more likely to be remembered and less likely to be forgotten. Yeah. Because they, even though you did not attend or you had to come, you had to have chill bumps after that statement. <laughs> you, you didn't, even though you didn't attend and maybe had to, maybe it was just anxiety and you didn't want to do it or you just mm-hmm. didn't feel like doing it. Who, who cares what, what situation it was. But if you make the effort to, and I'm not saying like be a brown noser or like, yeah, no. you know, sucking somebody's butthole. I'm just <laughs> saying like, just, <laughs> just, <laughs> I'm not saying be like over the top about it, but sending a, a note, a snail mail always makes oh, yeah. a, a difference. Mm-hmm. We don't think it does anymore, but it does. Um, so, uh, even just like a, a text on the day of like, hey, congratulations. I'm thinking of you. So sorry I couldn't be there. Mm-hmm. Like just making an effort to be there for that person when you couldn't be there for that person. Mm-hmm. It makes it, it makes so much more of a difference and they will remember you and they won't just like all right, well, that bridge is burned. Move it on to the next. So yep. next time they need somebody in that whatever realm of, you know, relationship you have with that person, next time they need somebody that has that expertise or has a question on something or they can still look at you like a friend or like a person mm-hmm. instead of just like lose respect for you and move on to the next. Like you won't you won't get that relationship back. So yeah. just by making the effort to again be accountable for yourself it also looks really good it reminds me too of like just again it's kind of like a different realm but at the same time it's the same like customer service for an example right yeah yeah yeah. like if you screw up most people are yes they're going to be irritated about the experience that they're obviously potentially like not potentially they're that they're having Mm -hmm. they are going to remember the response right more than actually of like what went wrong right So if you constantly, like, if you need to, again, the humility thing also has a lot to do with being professional and keeping yourself accountable. You've got to, got to, got to be in this, not just in this industry, in life in general, you have got to live a life of humility because you don't know everything, right? You will never know everything. There is no, I don't care how many degrees you have, how many acronyms behind your name. I really do not give a shit. Don't care. Yeah. If you are not, obviously this triggered something. Um, (laughs) If you don't live a life of like humility then people read that they 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 feel it they know it they see it all that kind of thing too and they they just expect they actually they expect nothing they have a really really low expectation for you which is not great by any means so if you are not going to be able to again follow through on something or maybe you've messed up in whatever you're offering or doing or whatever have you if you don't humble yourself and say dang I did mess up I'm really sorry that you are having this experience 
either one, how can I make it up to you? Or here, here is how we can go ahead and reconcile this situation in and of itself. Yeah. It's that whole saying of like, people won't necessarily remember what you say, but they will remember how you make them feel. Yes. We don't remember that enough. I don't think. And I do because I find that in my field of work, it, it makes a difference tenfold on Mm -hmm. like, I, I can, I can bring, uh, I can have anyone do a session, right? I can have anyone do a photography session um, and it can be very cut and dry and, you know, get in, get out, and then we move on with life. But they won't necessarily recommend me or remember me the next time that they need a session because it was very cut and dry. Mm -hmm. But if I can make them feel something, whether it's just fun, if I can just mm-hmm. make remember, have them remember that they had fun in the way that they felt during that session, they're more likely to recommend me and remember me the next time that they need a session because they or want maybe- something that that was fun. And then when they look back on their images, they're not going to be like, oh, that was kind of boring. Yeah. Uh, I don't really remember how I felt in that, but I do remember being in that. Like- or it could be like from the back end things like depending on like that person's or like couples like personality maybe they are like cut and dry people which is fine but like you like you deliver a stellar like process from like booking to uh, you know prep to actual like experience and then even like post-production if it's like seamless and like like and again it's a nice experience then maybe they might not recommend but they're gonna be like hey we we loved you know we loved how sarah like worked with us like Mm -hmm. this is what you can expect from her then you can get referrals like that do you know what i mean so it's it's all about feeling literally people like human beings are emotional creatures okay very emotional creatures um they're (laughs) i feel we we are a species um because now I'm a scientist, apparently. Um, <laughs> She's got acronyms now. For real. Um, like, yeah, we're, we're just human beings. We lead by emotion um, a whole lot, uh, especially in this industry. You want to talk about probably one of the most emotional industries. I feel like literally like weddings and funerals. Yeah. Yep. Which are the two most that like I tell people all the time. You really want to see people come out. Weddings and funerals. Yep. Yeah. People got to have something to say about everything because someone's feelings got little, they got hurt, they got triggered of some kind, whatever have you. Because it's an emotional time. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think that also kind of rolls into professionalism in the industry as well. Yeah. Um, Twofold. Yeah. I think that... um, your professionalism speaks volumes too and i get we all want to have we all want to have a voice and we all want to have a personality in the industry yeah i get it i i am a big believer in that mm-hmm. um but i think the underlying thing should always have a sense of professionalism as well mm-hmm. especially because this is not a regulated industry yeah so i think things can get out of hand really easily yeah. on our transparency we've talked about that before um from our work to personal lives i think mm-hmm. that can be that line can get crossed very very easily because of the lack of um regulation in the industry mm-hmm. so i think professionalism speaks volumes on one's experience as well yeah um do you want to go into some ways that we can further our professionalism yeah i i kind of you know, 
I understand like within our industry in and of itself, like it's not like, you know, big corporate world, right. Where Mm -hmm. there's like this weird social understanding of like, this is how you are supposed to dress. Like if you go on a Pinterest and you'd be like corporate attire, you get a shit ton of like, yeah, you know, the blazers and the jackets and the suits and all that kind of stuff too. So I'm looking at it from that perspective. Also, um, I'm starting to follow like some corporate like girlies on TikTok. Um, one of them is one of my favorite is being Sarah Pareto who does sales <laughs> and she like, she will record herself doing like live cold calling. Um, and then she uses all these like big corporate like acronyms and I'm like, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> I was like, I don't, I've Googled it being like, what does like BDR or something like that? Some of y'all in corporate world are going to be like, what are you like? Yes, this is well-known knowledge. And I'm like, I don't know any of this stuff within our own like wedding industry. We don't really necessarily, I guess we do have some acronyms. We do. MOB, MIL, MOH, like things like that too. But that's like pretty, I feel like people can, you know, BEOs, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, so we have like our own lingo in and of itself. But then again, like you were saying, there's not really this, um, like in big corporate world there, there's already like that social, like understanding of what's going, there's a pretty solid line. Yeah. There's like a, an unwritten, like rule, like rule book within corporate world in wedding world. There's not really one, no, but there is though at the same time, it's very small. Um, to some extent, just because we just watch exact, like we just watch what each other does and we're kind mm-hmm. of saying, okay, like what, I mean, it's, a, it's like a, a trend. You like watch what the trend is and then you jump on the train of like, okay, in order for me to participate in this trend, then I have to perform in this way or I have to wear this or I have to do this or whatever have you. So I feel like though in our wedding industry, there's not really this understanding. There's not really like those cues, like those social cues or professionalism cues, but there are a few that have been kind of staples throughout the entire time. For example, we all flaunt ourselves in the sense of like wearing black on wedding days. Mm -hmm. That's just always been a thing. Um, I honestly feel like it comes from, you know, before the wedding industry was in the wedding industry, like look at the theater production. I was just going to say it's very much theater production. It's like that because you want, you are behind the scenes obviously the whole black wearing or whatever from a theater perspective is because obviously behind the stage it's dark yeah you don't want to be seen (laughs) so obviously like on wedding days yes you you might not be behind a screen or behind some sort of curtain but it's signal like it it signals you're you're behind a proverbial curtain yes yes. (laughs) so uh, that's a physical one but like you're trying to not stand out a whole lot Mm -hmm. um because you are you're there to work and you're you know you're there to put on the entire if you do look at a wedding day could to some degree look at it as from a production standpoint there's many different like um, things that are happening. But I have been to a couple of, if I'm really going to use now wedding day attire is like a specific, I've had some instances from a planner, especially like with some of these venues too, that like they're, they're just nice spaces. I've had people show up in jeans in hoodies. Mm Mm-hmm. Like you just came from the gym. Mm-hmm. I, I'm all about comfort, babe. I'm all about comfort a hundred percent, but I'm also going to be comfortable, but also look the part as right. well. This is, you are at a wedding. Yeah. This is not a backyard barbecue. Even so you are a hired professional, hof- professional. Yeah. Okay. Even if you've been in the game for literally six months, a year, five years, 10 years, 100 years, don't care. If you are putting yourself out there as a professional, 
whatever look the part videographer caterer planner literate florist anything you need to look exactly like you just said you need to look the part you need to show up exactly in that you you are portrayed then as a professional Mm -hmm. there are too many i i can't from a planner's perspective i'm gonna have a really hard time giving you respect when you are showing up in a hoodie and joggers and some tennis shoes and you're gonna be like hey i'm the videographer and i'm like yeah that's you gonna change at some point my dude like what's going on yeah i think that's also why people get very specific on their attire when they hire out as well like from yep. a photographer standpoint hiring second shooters um i've i haven't i've had to get specific a couple of times um most people that i work with now i've worked with a million times so they know but you cannot show up to work next to me in joggers and like a turtleneck or something or like a a quarter zip or something granted you wear quarter zips but that's fine um i've also had people show up in light colors like cream and white ma'am and yeah and i've had people show up in ripped jeans and oh no uh like lit literal like yoga pants and crop tops mm-hmm. like i've had people show up to work next to me like that and that's where my contracts for my second shooters have gotten very specific because and that's why you'll see like if you want to work for especially high-end vendors they have a full dress code oh yeah because you're not going to show up making because you work under me so you're representing my company yeah you're not going to show up making me look bad because oh, you no. don't know how to dress and for do, a wedding day what i've been noticing too is also like in the luxury and ultra luxury market um especially from the planner's perspective i don't see a whole lot of black wearing they will wear attire that is aesthetically like um in collaboration like with the wedding day aesthetic and mm-hmm. i that's complete and i completely understand that um however they are dressing well they're yeah. they're dressing the part in that sense too um i wish i could do that but so <laughs> I, yeah i you know and it's beautiful and that's and that's amazing um as well so i'm not like i'm not shit on that by any means but because they're, they're still dressing the part they're not no, i love that they're not showing up again in like their casual attire mm-hmm. they are because they understand that you know also it's a reflection too of like the couple, to be quite honest, right? Is that you know, <laughs> I I'm still I can't get this whole like this because I'm thinking about the one instances from like from last fall where the videographer showed up and literally it was a sweatshirt, joggers, and tennis shoes. And I honestly thought when they had shown up, I was like, okay, maybe because I know they came from out of town mm-hmm. to come to the wedding day. I was like, okay, maybe they obviously like this is what they drove in. They're going to change their clothes. No, homeboy literally wore that all day. And I was like, you've got guests, you've got bridesmaids in full length satin gowns. Like you stick out yeah. like a sore thumb. You yeah. don't look good at all. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. And I find that. I, I think mean, it's disrespectful. It Sorry, is. Dis- I, I do think it is. I also, I, yeah, I agree with that. Um, 
but you dress for the job you want yeah. too. Like that's always been ingrained in me. Like you, there's no, never a such thing as an, as overdressed either. I don't think unless mm-hmm. you're like showing up in a wedding gown. Um, <laughs> don't do that. Or like, but I've seen guys, like I have so much respect for the male videographers when they show up in full suits, dude, because that shit is so uncomfortable. I cannot even imagine like midsummer showing up in a full ass suit, but I can't. You look great. And like, I, you can command a room, you command attention, like the dress shirt, like the trousers. I've had a couple of videographers and I'm like, like they show up and they show out. But I think if you also, you're more likely to get respect from the people that you need the respect from. Thousand percent. Because if you show up looking like you just came back from the gym, but you want to command a group of 25, 30 family members you're not going to yep whereas if you show up and you are it, it just portrays that you are the professional mm-hmm. and you are the one that's in charge yep. because you are yeah you this is your job yeah. this is what you're hired for mm-hmm. so if you show up looking like a scrub nobody's gonna respect you and what you I need them to do <laughs> i'm just saying like i have so much respect for also like the planners that when they're walking around and they're like dressed to the nines because i know that shit is uncomfortable but damn you look good Mm. like i know who is in charge here and i can come find you like it just it and it also i think brings in the type of granite i will say like i'm not for if uh, dress if that is who you are as a person though because i'm not for people dressing in a way that they want to attract the people that they're oh, like, again, like the whole like facade, the thing. whole like yeah, brand, yeah, yeah. like weird branding thing. That's like not who you are, but you feel like that's the type of people that you want to attract. I like saw like a realtor one time, like on TikTok say like they literally traded in like their car for like a quote unquote luxury car. Uh-huh. Just that when they pull up to uh-huh. appointments, it's like flashy and shit. And yeah. I'm like, and it makes you look expensive. Yeah. And then they were like, but I'm like making like, I'm just paycheck to paycheck or whatever. And I'm like, but Okay. So you're pulling up in this Mercedes. Yeah. Yeah. It's visual yeah, luxury is what it is. Visual luxury. Yeah. Okay. I was like, uh, flying hell. I just, <laughs> I, yeah. So if that's like, if that's not your thing and you want to show up just in black trousers and a black polo. You can still show up and look nice do even that. with quote unquote off brand shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying show up to all these weddings looking like, you know, you're walking down the red carpet, but. For real. Show up with some sense of professionalism Mm -hmm. just pinterest business casual bro literally that's all it is just business casual it's all you need to do side note too this is becoming a um a trend that i'm actually on board for and i'm loving this um i just got done making one yesterday um because unfortunately wedding dress codes have not been really debunked or people assume and also i feel like this is a regional thing too like depending on like where you are in the country for example um uh, like in the South, people who hear like cocktail attire mm-hmm. or maybe they think of a wedding in the South, depending on where you are, sometimes a really nice dark pair of blue jeans with like, oh, a dress. like yeah. that is that's dressing up for them because the majority I of had the these South people come to my wedding is, it was a black tie optional wedding. Oh, dear. Yeah. Um, so literally like actually i had people not come to my wedding because it was black tie optional and their nicest like clothing was oh yeah but you can rent yeah (laughs) or just keep the tag and you can return it (laughs) Um, bless them my god okay but i don't know how i feel about that i'll be like okay that was 
nice, I guess, at the same time. <laughs> anyway, go on. And just so, but like what it's got, it's struggling. Um, couples are really starting to get like adamant about, hey, I really want to communicate a good majority of like, especially towards like uh, when wedding day is on the horizon. I'm going to say like maybe 90 day mark. Um, I'm having this conversation a lot with my couples of like, they are concerned with how their guests are going to dress. And they're like, yeah, we put the guest or we put the um, the dress code like on the wedding website or on like the details card, like of the invitation mm-hmm. and whatnot too. But again, people aren't, are not understanding what black tie optional, what black tie is, what formal, semi-formal cocktail attire, mm-hmm. any of that type of stuff is anymore. And so now in the land of internet and all the different social media platforms, um, I am actually me personally, I'm starting to create Pinterest boards um, and I'm putting it on the wedding website. So like a garden party that um, I'm planning for in April, I literally created an entire Pinterest board and linked it onto the couple's wedding website where it's like, here's the dress code. This is what this means. But if you're needing some extra inspo, they click the link and it's literally a bunch of pins that are obviously what's, what the kind of vibe yeah. is. I would one step further that for the folks that don't necessarily know how to use Pinterest, I would make a Canva, like, Ooh, that's like a an actual idea like sheet that they just put on the website like this is what this looks like oh i love that um because like my mother i just had to teach her how to use pinterest like she had no idea (laughs) which is fine but like there is a generation of people that don't know how to use pinterest so if you just put that out there on the internet taking mental note um yeah because i love that and i love i really this is getting off topic but i love the super specific dress codes yeah have you seen like oh yeah like um uh colorful eclectic or something like Mm -hmm. that like um i had one that was um all all spring colors like everyone wore all spring colors so like light colors yeah Uh, i love those super specific dress codes even some people too like want their guests to be dressing like monochromatically like only wear shades of green yeah only wear black yeah so that maybe if the couple's in all white suit like suit or um all white attire Mm -hmm. then it just yeah they're going like above and beyond for that one which is pretty cool but yeah yeah, to kind of circle back around with the wedding day attire even for like at the tilly and till team um i do have a pinterest board that literally says wedding day attire and if i do onboard any new assistants of any kind i send them that pinterest board of like this is what i mean by like all black yep i don't mean black jeans i don't mean any like this type of stuff or whatever like here's things that are like acceptable we do have tilly and tail like branded t-shirts um I'm like, I'm kind of going back and forth, obviously, because when I spent the money on the damn t-shirt uh, mm-hmm. to be made, but at the same time, I'm, I'm kind of like venturing, okay, is the branded t-shirt like too much? I just really would like just black in general. Yeah. What if you did um, embroidered? Uh, I did this one time and people thought I was catering staff, which is kind of <laughs> unfortunate, but um, I had embroidered uh, dress shirts, like black dress shirt, and I had it embroidered with my company name on it and then you just oh, were like yeah. black slacks but somebody thought i worked for the venue the kid, yeah, yeah or so the catering company um but i do think there are other other things that you could do besides t-shirts i mean to me i'm just kind of like the whole branded t-shirt thing from like my perspective i was like okay if someone needed us they knew who to find like they can see like okay yeah. tilly until in the back of the shirt however i'm also kind of like okay but we're also wearing all black attire we have an earpiece right, right. Here and we have a clipboard in our hand like yeah. if they really needed to come to some like find us they'll find us i do feel like i'll be totally honest i do feel like the branded yeah shirts are a little 
2010. <laughs> yeah. Like I like little monogrammed like that mm-hmm. kind of vibe. Um I have I have a branded jumpsuit that I really wish was comfortable cuz I would wear it all the time. Um but just maybe something a little bit less casual. Yeah, I know. Feel, yeah, I know um, what the jumpsuit you're talking about. It actually is really cute. I don't like it. I know. It's so, just so uncomfy. I feel you. Um, but yeah, so it kind of goes hand in hand with like accountability is underneath like the umbrella of being professional Yeah, within, within the industry in and of itself. So, you know, we've kind of hit on following through on commitments, whether that's a style shoot, a networking event, one-on-one meetings. We've talked about already, like kind of beat it really hard with a, like a dead horse type situation of like, just show up or you've got to like the honesty, the transparency is going to go a long way. And just honestly, like in, in summation with that is like, you've got to, if you're not going to be able to follow through on something, you've got to reconcile in some way, shape mm-hmm. or form. If you don't do that, then don't be shocked. Don't be pissed. Don't be upset when you're not called on, invited into a room or asked to collaborate on something else because you left a bad taste in somebody's mouth and they're not yep. trying to do that again. So I'll be honest. Um, I think that happened to me. What? Um, I think that when I was friends with a certain group, mm-hmm. um, I think that's what happened to me is I stopped putting those other people first that I was originally friends with because I made these new friends and I lost those friends. So, oh. um, it's, it happens like it's, it is a thing. So I'm working really hard to get back mm-hmm. what I lost um so you learn from it self-awareness babe yeah yeah yeah, yeah, no yeah um we've all done it that's accountability so i was about to say we've all done it again it's all about the acknowledgement of it saying like well damn i fucked up and let me change it yeah and like again humbling yourself and being like hey i did a really wrong thing i'm very sorry i'm working on not doing this again or i won't be doing this again this is how i won't be doing it again things like that too so um because i know you talked about like last episode with you know you had said like, I, yeah, I want to go to all these things. And then like when the day comes, you're like, I don't want to do it. And like either one, like you force yourself or you like said last episode, when we talked about this. You're like, I'm only committing myself to a certain amount of things. Right. Like you're capping it. Yeah. So you don't like burn yourself out yep. and things like that too. So we talked about falling through on commitments, like professionalism and like your attire in and of itself. Um, like I'm going to hit on like how briefly. you present yourself. Yeah, for real. It, wedding day attire, how to present yourself. Also, now this is going to fluctuate into <laughs> email etiquette. I'm not going to like, I'm not going to peel back this onion too, too much because I feel like this is a learning curve. There's not really like, again, there's not really a book on like, this is how you respond to an email by any means. Um, you can definitely Google this shit of like how to write professional emails. It was very, it kind of gives me, it reminds me of like when I was in elementary school and like, I don't know if you were taught this in elementary school, like how to write a letter mm-hmm. or how to, um, how to address an envelope or how to, I actually went to etiquette school. Only so did I. Okay. Mm-hmm. It wasn't cotillion, but like. My, I did cotillion. You did do cotillion? Yeah, I didn't do etiquette school. My brother did cotillion only because he begged and played with my grandmother. He was like, there's so many cute girls in cotillion. I really mm-hmm. want to go. And that's why he did cotillion. It was so cute. But at the same time. Anyway. It's Kyle. a waste of time. I don't recommend it. I was about to say, <laughs> I'd like Kyle does not obviously use any of that stuff for those of you who know my brother. <laughs> Anyways. Um. 
I went to etiquette school only because my aunt, um, she created, you want to talk about entrepreneurial spirit? Homegirl literally had 5 million businesses and one of them was an etiquette school. Um, I had a vintage, what do you call? Um, telephone. No. Shut up. <laughs> Jesus. Like the, that kind of telephone. What do you call it? A rotary phone? Yes. I'll never forget. This is one of my like weird, like imprinted things in my brain that when she had this etiquette school, she literally taught like me obviously and how old was I probably anywhere between the ages of like six to 10 or whatever, how to properly answer the phone. So like we on, um, what do you call it? Amazing. Yeah. She literally, like we would practice on this rotary phone. The only reason why is because I still have it. This is very Montessori (laughs) and I love it. But like literally there was a pen in and a paper or a pad of paper and a pen next to this and she would act out scenarios and then we would have to be like, you know, so-and-so resident, I can take a message from my mom for you. Like things like that, like answering the phone. Obviously she didn't like emails weren't really a thing that yeah. she's not teaching a six-year-old how to answer an email or like <laughs> write an email. That wasn't really a thing, obviously in the nineties. Yes. Okay. I was like, wait a minute. We weren't in the 2000s yet, but, um, there was just basic etiquettes, um, for that. And so I think I took some of those like social etiquettes and then I just took those things. And then when obviously email became, a parent in my like teenage and adult life, I just implied those to email etiquette. Right. So acknowledging someone by um, their correct prefix- prefixes, unless they like, you know, told me, Hey, you don't have to call me Mrs. Something or whatever. I have a couple right now that they call me Mrs. Baynard. Oh, and God. I'm like, y'all, y'all can just call me Katie. It's really okay. But she's in a super high professional, oh. like, job so that's why i know kind of weird so i had to disclaim her like hey that's totally fine you can call me katie that's fine also please stop yeah that's i'm not okay um also but (laughs) i'm gripping the mic because this is a big pet peeve of mine um what address the email by the name of the person (laughs) i can't tell you one i have a very easily misspelled name it's either with an h or without an h Mm -hmm. okay my name is spelled without an h yeah my name is in my email (laughs) it's in my actual physical email sarah at serendipity photography yeah can't fuck it up yeah it's in my uh my uh what's the thing at the bottom signature my signature Mm. it's in the name of my business Mm. serendipity photography (laughs) It's always, not always, but 70% of the time it's misspelled. You just got to do your due diligence, man. And yeah. like, just do some like. I've also been called the wrong name. Like just completely the wrong name. How? And like, I don't know. Maybe a what copy. Name? Like if you're copying, pasting, like sending out like a canned emails. Email. Oh, ma'am. Uh, <laughs> check the names. Because it don't look good, my friend. It don't look good when you don't know my name. Oh, yeah, for real. Anyway, go on. Do you want to lose, like, someone's attention and not gain any kind of, like, support or... That's happening currently right now, and I'm struggling with it, but... Absolutely not. Um, um, anyway, go on. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, like, again, I, I'm not going to touch on this too much because I really feel like I could, like, teach a whole fucking class on this because it really is something that bothers me. And um, also, I'm one of those people, too, where I'm constantly... Um, you know, with my own team too, and how they're responding to emails. If I'm like, Hey, like, let's address it this way mm-hmm. or things like that too. Is it like a innate thing? No, I feel like we got thrown into the world of email. And unless again, you're coming from corporate 
world where corporate jargon is a thing and you just kind of pick it up. There's no, no one's teaching us. Like there's no, nowhere in school and either, um, there might be now. I don't think so, to be honest. It's oh. just, or like really where you're learning it is in internships. If you're doing an internship yeah. or a practicum, like that is where I feel like, like whenever I have my interns come, that is one of the major things that I am teaching them is like, this is how you properly write out an email. That's great. Um, and that's where they're getting it. However, I feel like even teenagers now they're emailing with their teachers back and forth. Mm -hmm. So that lesson is already needing to have happened way beforehand. Whereas yeah. I feel like when we were in high school, email wasn't really a necessary, like we weren't necessarily emailing anybody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we were t denying Jesus. Yeah. Blessed. And then text messaging short, short form, all that kind of stuff too. Um, so I feel like for our generation, we learned email etiquette to some degree, um, on the job, but I also feel like internship because we learned letter etiquette, we just automatically implied Again, that it to implied email. it. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I think with like the generations that are coming that are below or, um, younger than us. Yeah. There's not, it's it, they're learning differently. And mm -hmm. I really do think it's, they're learning more in high school now which i think is great and then they're definitely gonna like get the lessons in their internship um assuming that your internship is great and that somebody is correcting you that's what an internship is for learning all of that um so but the email etiquette though like within our industry um using full sentences addressing someone by their correct name or their title again like doing your due diligence and spelling that person's name correctly or if you accidentally We've all had the fumble with the fucking autocorrect. Mm -hmm. Okay. I understand that. So like, you know, I ran the other day when her and I were emailing back and forth, back and forth. She had spelled my name K-A-T-E-Y. And of course, obviously like Irene and I super close. Yeah. She literally sent me an email after that. And she goes, I have no idea why my autocorrect <laughs> spelled your name that way. I'm so sorry. And I was like, babe, it's fine. Like it's not that big of a deal. Cause we have that repertoire. Right. Had she had been some random ass person, I would have been like, yeah um hello <laughs> okay where did you mean me or did you meant to send this to a different katie yeah. like that sort of thing so again the humility acknowledging things like that too so email etiquette in the sense of let me give you a couple of pointers okay and then you know we'll kind of wrap this up for y'all um here's a couple of things you when you're sending an email you want the person who you're asking for the response to be able to make an informed decision or an mm -hmm. informed response. Please, for the love of God, over communication is a really, really big kudos thing when you are, when the other, sorry, when the receiver is looking at the email that you have sent and they have been informed with all of the correct information so that again, they can make an informed response. Mm -hmm. You just sending, for example, an inquiry when I am sending an inquiry to somebody, I want to give them all of the information in order for them to make an informed decision or an informed response. If I'm sending an inquiry, I'm sending the couple's name, the, where, the date, location of where, whatever this inquiry is for, um, time frame of I've got that, number of guests or whatever. Again, every inquiry is going to be a little bit different depending on like what it is. Um, things along those lines. Uh, here's maybe some like additional notes that I feel like, Hey, this would be helpful for you to have or whatever. Instead of going back and forth being like, Hey, are you available? Like on Saturday, the 27th. Mm -hmm. Okay. Where is it? Maybe I could be available depending mm -hmm. on, the, on the location of it. Oh, it's three hours away. Now you've conversed like two or three times already. You've wasted that time depending on what the email response. Now you have to time. get out of it. 
for real <laughs> and be like oh no like i'm not i'm not unfortunate i'm not available or whatever have you because it's two hours away you could have saved so much time and effort mm-hmm. like less clutter in the inbox if you literally just give all of the information that you have out front as much as possible um that's from an inquiry standpoint client to business yeah, yeah so you want like a solid contact form for your inquiries is oh, what for you're, sure. you're what you're implying because well, yeah for from that from that perspective i know like for me as a planner like um, from a full service perspective when i'm like for example if i'm like inquiring with oh, you, oh not from a client okay i get it so be, be, uh, business better, to business yeah, yeah business yeah, yeah. to business like email etiquette yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. i'm not going to necessarily expect like couples when they come to me or right. couples when they come to you they're not going to understand like the how much how much it's helpful now like when i for example for like our event management or an event management couples when it comes time for example, the transportation, asking for transportation um, inquiries and like hair and makeup. I tell my couples up front before you even touch transportation, you need to make sure you've got your hotel room blocks because the one of the number one questions that they're going to ask is, where are we picking your guests up from? Yeah. If you don't have your hotel room blocks, you're going to be like, oh, I, I don't know yet. Like it, then you've, you've wasted your time, their time. It doesn't help anything. Right. Same thing with hair and makeup artists. I literally tell my brides you need to check with whomever is planning on getting services you need to ask them who all wants hair and makeup like services done all that kind of stuff too so that again you are sending potential hair and makeup artists all of the in like all of the information saying i need 10 services done five hair five makeup you need it done in this time frame are you available this location this day whatever have you right super simple yep. you can cut down on the email time and all that kind of stuff too so Again, in summation with all of that, give as much information up front as possible. If Even if you think that it's maybe not a detail that's necessary. Just sent an email last night and I CC'd um, one, of my, uh, one of my catering friends onto it because that's what the... Uh, the couple is using like that catering team and the caterer point of contact was like, Hey, I'll go to the rentals appointment. If it fits my schedule, I literally just CC'd her onto the email asking for the rental show and appointments so that she can stay informed of like what potential like uh, times are as well as I acknowledged her in the email body of like, Hey, I've CC'd her just so she can stay informed um, as well. But then also at the same time, then it just communicates back and forth that this is like a collaborative effort. Right. Again, did she really need to be on it? Not necessarily, but I want her to get like as much information as possible up front. That makes sense. So email etiquette for that, addressing people by their name, doing your due diligence and like researching like who they are, their prefixes or their titles of that sort. Um, As much information as you can, like in an email body, um, as well as again, with the whole being honest and transparent, this is going to be a, uh, how I should say, controversial topic, autoresponders. Mm-hmm. I know some people absolutely loathe an autoresponder. However, I'm a person where it just helps set up expectations. Mm -hmm. If you are not in a place where you are actively in your inbox, being able to send emails out in my, in my opinion, keep your autoresponder on. And then in that autoresponder, it should literally state if you are out of office for a long period of time, I have had vendors where they're literally out of the country. I have no idea that they're out of the country, that there's no autoresponder and I'm keep sending follow-up emails being, and it's mm-hmm. alarming me. And I'm like, why isn't this person responding? Go on their social media. Oh, you're having a great time eating a freaking baguette in front of the Eiffel tower. Mm-hmm. 
Love that for you, babe. Would have loved to have known that though, right. if your autoresponder had been on. I personally reached out before. So, um, my HoneyBook at one point did not allow you to do autoresponders or out of office responders. Mm. Um, they just recently rolled that out, which I love, but they didn't do it for a while. So I actually, before the break, I took a two week, two to three week break off um, after Christmas th yeah. through the holidays. I personally reached out to every single person. So did we in my uh, my upcoming weddings and mm -hmm. was like, hey, I'm just personally reaching out to let you know I will be gone from this state to this state yep. and not checking my email. Yep. Um, so that because I couldn't get autoresponders through HoneyBook, they weren't like, where the fuck is this person? Yep. So sense. I was like, hey, just letting you know, like, and it was a canned email. Mm -hmm. I just changed the name and was like, hey, just letting you know, I will. I'm letting you know personally that I will be out of the office and not checking my emails from this date to this date. And most people are just like, okay, thanks so much. Have a great holiday. Cause um, it, it manages expectations yeah. at that point yeah. too. Even if you think don't like the number one rule, <laughs> I keep telling Emma this all the time. She's learning this. We never assume anything, right? That is the number one thing I want to say, not just in our industry, but in life in general, never assume anything, right? Don't assume anything. You just want to over communicate. If you want to play dumb or whatever, and someone then, you know, informs you of like some sort of process of some, I don't really know, whatever, never assume anything ever. Also, it helps with your anxiety. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, at any point of that, but yeah, just when, with emails, um, it really communicates expectations. I've already sometimes up front, you know, in the world of instant gratification and people are expecting with the fact that we have phones attached to ourselves all the time that like emails are something that we check on a consistent basis and that we're constantly in all the time. Um, there are people that have boundaries like myself where I'm like, I have certain office hours yep, or certain timeframes that I'm only going to answer an email. And so um, be respectful of that. Also, I think that also kind of comes with email etiquette as well. If you have been communicated with, or if you see in an email signature or an autoresponder that office hours are a certain time frame and that you should expect an email response within a certain amount of time, which again, that's what should be in your autoresponder or maybe even in your signature as well. Um, don't be that person then and constantly badger that same yeah. person where you've already been established the boundary. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. So it kind of goes both ways. So you've got to set yourself up for success in the sense of making sure you're communicating to those that are trying to reach you. But then also you need to communicate to those that you are trying to reach as well. And then respecting whatever is coming back to you. Yep. So there's that. If you guys want more tips on email etiquette, y'all can slide in my DMs because I can literally talk about this topic all day long. <laughs> all day long. <laughs> well, I think that is a great place for us to yeah to sign off here. Love that. Um, Katie, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram. Uh, T-I-L-L-Y-A-N-D-T-E-A-L. What about you? You can find me on Instagram at Serendipity Photography, S-A-R-A, -A, like my name, Serendipity Photography. And you can find our podcast at Behind the Aisle Podcast on Instagram. Uh, we also have a website, BehindTheAislePodcast.com. You can submit your What the Fuck Wednesdays there. Yes. We need some juicy, juicy topics from mm -hmm. you guys. Uh, since we are in the off season, we are currently out of things to what the fuck about. So um, <laughs> we need you guys to send us in some stories. That would be great. And uh, we also are going to shame plug our networking event that's happening on February 17th. Um, it is called The Vendor List. It's a speed dating networking event. 
Um, it is at Mariah's Vineyard. We will have some yummy wine, some yummy apps, um, drink tickets, and also your ticket includes a free headshot from moi. Um, so we would love to see you guys there. You can find the information on that um, in the show notes and at BehindTheAllPodcast.com to purchase your tickets. Uh, and we love you so much. And see we'll you next time. See you then. Bye. Bye. <laughs>